Welcome back to the Photo Banter Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gagne, and on today's podcast, I speak with Jennifer Lasky, who has worked as a photo editor, video director, and producer for both editorial and advertising productions for over 20 years. She has worked with publication and brands such as Elle Magazine, Premier Magazine, Pottery Barn, Departures Magazine, and Essence Magazine, to name a few. She is currently the executive photo and video director at The Hollywood Reporter, as well as Billboard magazine. In this interview, I speak to Jen about her journey in the photo industry, as well as what advice she would give to younger people getting into the photo business. I hope you enjoy it, and thanks so much for listening. All right, well... uh uh, Jennifer Lasky, uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, thanks for taking the time. How you doing today? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Uh, pretty good. I was excited to talk to you um, about all the stuff you've done in the photo industry over the years. Our mutual friend Joe Pug turned me on to your work. Um, but I guess to kind of start off, I was kind of curious like uh, where you grew up and how you kind of got into photography initially. Um, I grew up in Southern California in Orange County. And um, I, my grandfather and my dad always had old cameras, um, and I and just to shoot family photos. And I always was curious to um, learn how to use them mm. and go either it would be Polaroid or something that would be instant, or um, eventually when we would take the the film in and then go get it developed like at um like thrifties or like at like drugstores and they would develop the film and I wanted to go with my dad to go pick it up and I wanted to open the envelope as soon as as soon as uh we got there. I wanted to open it immediately. I couldn't wait till we got home. So um those were the early my earliest memories I'd say of photography. Yeah, it's exciting. I I feel like I miss that experience because with digital now, it's not that same excitement of like, uh, what's it gonna be? You know, it's like a, it's like Christmas every time when you're going to C- CVS or drugstore. Yeah, so it's like exciting times early on. Um, but was there kind of a point when you kind of started uh, um, taking photography more seriously? Like, did you always kind of envision yourself working in um, the photo business? I guess. Um, no, I had no idea that, you know, just like when people watch a movie when they're young, they don't realize that people, people make the movie sort of, they don't really think about it. Um, especially in my generation, you know, before, before internet and when there were seven channels on the television, um, and when you, the only way to see a movie was to go to the movie theater. So I, I didn't know about photography. Um, so Early on, I wanted to be like uh, a fashion designer, like in middle school, and I would draw um, fashion. Mm-hmm. And then I took a sewing class, and I was making my own clothes, and then I was making clothes for Barbies. And so there was this early like fashion thing that I liked fashion. And then I, I remember seeing Madonna when she started to become famous on the cover of a magazine. I think it might've been 17 magazine mm. and it was in the eighties and she was just getting famous. And I remember like, I like her style. I want to dress like her and I would get a lace top and plastic earrings and jelly bracelets. And I, and I was like aware of this image of her. I'd never met her or seen her or gone to a concert of hers, but I listened to her music and I saw this picture 
and I wanted to kind of emulate this Madonna style. And then um, when I was in high school, I was very tall, and people said I should be a model, and I did some modeling in high school, but I wasn't interested in that at all. I was more interested in the people who were dressing us. I'm like, how are you picking the clothes? And I wanted to know... I wanted to know all the behind the scenes stuff um, and, you know, and I would model and stuff and it'd be fine, but I was more interested in what else was going on in the room. Yeah. Or if I was in a play at school, I wanted to also be the producer of the play. So I'd be <laughs> like, okay, I'll be in the play, but I want to be backstage too. Yeah. So when I wasn't on stage, I would be backstage and I'd be telling people where to go. So I have this early production memory, which my memory got jogged just the other day. I was talking to someone and they're like, why are you such a good producer? I was like, I don't know, but I think I've been producing since I'm in elementary school. And then, and then, so all of these things, fashion and, and production come into play when I was in high school and I was into uh, the newspaper, and I was the editor-in-chief of the school newspaper, and I was designing the front page, and then I'd have to pull in the photos, and sometimes I would just shoot the photos. And that was my earliest memory of putting a a newspaper together and um, laying it out. And, um, you know, this is all analog. This is all on paper with black border tape and X-Acto knives and printing in school newspaper And then I went to college. I went to Cal State Fullerton here in Orange County, uh, California. And I had no idea what to be. Mm. And I said, I'll be a business major because that's what everybody said to be. This was 1989. And I said, I saw this elective and it was photography class. And I said, oh, I'd love to learn how to... Uh, print print pictures. I'd love to learn how to print pictures in the photo lab. So I'm going to take that class so I can learn how to print photos. And um, so I took the class and it was so fun. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I was hooked, but I thought it was a hobby. I just thought, oh, I like to print photos. I wasn't thinking I'm a photographer. Yeah. It's like I just couldn't wait to get into the lab. I would shoot anything just so I could process the film and get in that lab and print. And then I remember it was the end of the year, and I still had no major. Or I was maybe a business major or something weird. And then the teacher saw me and said, oh, um, People called me Jenny back then. Oh, Jenny, um, your portfolio was great. You got an A on your final portfolio, which was all pictures, which was all pictures mounted on black boards. And he said, you should take more photo. And I was like, what does that mean? (laughs) And he's like, you should take more photo. I'm like, I don't, what do you mean more? (laughs) And he's like, there, you could be a photo major. I'm like, what? (laughs) This is the the option. (laughs) Huge light bulb over my head. Like, (laughs) I can major in photography? He's like, yes. And like, that was it. 
You mean that I, was it. You mean I don't have to do finance? <laughs> it's like uh, in the in the business. Oh class. my god! I was like, I'll be a psych major. <laughs> I like psychology classes. Yeah. I'll be. A, oh my god! For a while, I was like, I'll be a poli sci major. I really like this yeah. political science class. I was yep. like, you know. That's interesting. So you made. So you, yeah. Made, so that was that was that was like the huge huge light bulb moment and then I immediately went and it was a communications degree with a photography emphasis and I was so hungry that I finished my major so quickly that I still had a year to go yeah. and they're like you've you've kind of finished everything <laughs> and we shot we learned how to you know to light we had a lab we had we were shooting on Hasselblads we had um we had a studio we had all this gear um, were you, were you, some, you, were, know, you were you, we, it was, were you someone who, did you enjoy school or was it more, you were this, so were you kind of already looking past it? Like you wanted to get in the business of it or was school something you enjoyed or is it more of a pain for you or what do you kind of remember about your experience and I guess in school and whatnot? I love school. Yeah. I, I, I've always loved school. I'm <laughs> like, I'd love to go right now to school. <laughs> I love getting my grades. <laughs> I like taking a test. I'm such a weirdo. <laughs> um, and, you know, and I always got good grades. And I always knew I wanted to go to college. And no one in my family had gone to college. My dad um, s sneaked in and got his college degree um, right before I got my college degree the same year. Because he's like, I'm going to go back to college. And he, my dad went and finished and got his college degree. That's awesome. But my brothers and my mom and like, there, we weren't like a, a family that talked about college, but I always knew I wanted to go to college. Mm -hmm. But then when I got there, I really didn't know, you know, I really had no idea. Like, wh like now I see all the, you know, th with the internet and with the things you see, you know, back then, now I'd say like, oh, I, I, I maybe I would have gone to film school because I, because I love film, I love movies. Mm -hmm. So, but I just didn't know. I mean, it sounds crazy. But I just didn't know all these things. And so when he told me that I could do photography, I was just, it just blew my mind. And um, so yeah, so I like school. Um, my daughter's like me. My daughter loves school, and she she gets she gets great grades and my son claims to not like school, but he also gets wonderful <laughs> grades. But, yeah, um, that's good. Um, and then the other thing was in, in high school, I remember this is another important moment, which I don't know that I'm learning about photography. I'm just like, I, when I saw the picture of Madonna, I wasn't like one day I will be a photo. I never thought that or mm -hmm. photographer didn't. I wasn't thinking that I was just trying to emulate something I saw in a magazine is in like 85 in 1985 in high school. Um, we had these secret Santas or something, or like you'd have a someone in student council who would buy gifts for you. Yeah. And someone bought me an L magazine, and it was just a model on the cover, pretty picture. L was very um, at the time it was very like Americana, very like um, girl next door, fresh faced, like not like high glamour, just yeah. like really. And I and I remember. I'd never, I'd never really looked at a high-end fashion magazine before, and so I flipped through the pages, and again I was like, and then I was like, where is this? And I like looked on the masthead, and you know it was in New York. And then every time I would open up a magazine masthead, they would be in New York. And in my mind, I'm like, one day I have to go to New York. Yeah. One day I'm going to go live in New York. 
and I had traveled to New York and, and stuff like that. And, but I, that was the other thing is like, where is this magazine? You know, and it'd be L and it'd be 17. And they were all in New York. They were either Connie Nast or Hearst or Hershep Filipaki. They were all in New York. Yeah. So in my mind, it has the seed was planted that if I want to work in magazines, I have to go to New York. That's awesome. So like when you're finishing up college, like you kind of already knew you, you wanted to go into kind of the editorial world. That was kind of always your kind of goal, I guess, once you kind of finished school. I wanted to be a fashion photographer. Mm. Um, so, you know, I liked, like I said, I liked the Madonna picture and I liked, um, the fashion in the magazines and, um, I worked in a clothing store and I made a fashion show inside the clothing store and in my mind, and I try to recreate photos from the magazines and I'd be shooting all these pictures and trying to recreate pictures from that were in the magazines at the time, which was like her Brits was shooting celebrities and Patrick de Marchelet. He was shooting a lot of fashion that I enjoyed and Peter Lindbergh oh, yeah. and, um, Sheila Metzner. And I was reading like, then at this point I'm reading every magazine. And I'm, I remember my boyfriend at the time worked at the grocery store, Albertsons, and he would buy me magazines. And that was like the best thing you could buy me <laughs> would be a magazine. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, so I, I, I thought I was going to go, to New York and be a fashion photographer. So I, my mom said, my mom had asked me to stay in California to get my college education because I, she said, I know you're going to go to New York one day. I know you're going to live in New York. So can you, could, could you, could you go to college in California just so I can have four more years with you? Yeah. And, um, and so I, I had heard of FIT. I was like, no, I want to go to FIT. And I was like, okay. I thought that was like nice that my mom said, I want to spend four more years with you. Yeah. So I stayed in California and two weeks after college graduation, um, I moved to New York. Wow. Right to it. I like it. <laughs> You're like, I'm gone. Um, that's exciting. Yeah. That's exciting. Like what was kind of your first step once you got to New York? Like, what were you doing? Um, well, I was living with a friend of mine, um, and he was never there, but he was working all the time. And But he let me live in his apartment in Hoboken, New Jersey. And, um, and I m made some friends in Hoboken, and we were just hanging out. And we were hanging out. I remember we would go to late-night diners and have cheeseburger deluxe. I remember this. <laughs> and he would, and this, this, this bartender that I made friends with, he was actually a photographer too. And so we would shoot, we'd go around and shoot. And for me, everything was new. It was New York. So yeah. everything was exciting. Yep. So I was shooting and he had some still life job and I was helping him shoot still life. And we were, I was shooting him. He was shooting me. I was, I would go up to strangers and be like, I'd like to shoot your portrait. Um, everything was so new and exciting and so cool that New York in 1994 was, you know, still like Lower East Side was like sketchy. And, <laughs> you know, it was like I, I thought it was the coolest thing. Like Eighth Avenue was like um, like strip um, strip. What do you call them? Strip Strippers? Cl strip, strip clubs? Places? Strip clubs. Strip clubs. Strip clubs. <laughs> strip clubs. And, and, and people in front of them, like in the morning, being like, hey, <laughs> you know, like the, all, all of 8th Avenue has been cleaned up. It's not like that. And then all of 42nd Street, if you can imagine, was all runaways and homeless people sleeping in the theater vestibules. Yeah. And the, all the theaters were closed down. It was like a ghost town. Mm. 
And so now if you've been to New York recently, you know, it's completely, you know, yeah. everything's commercialized and, you know, yeah, whatever. So, but back then it was, New York was, it was still really gritty and rough. So I'm glad I got to experience um, that, but everything was exciting to me. Like every single thing was like, Oh my God, look at this alleyway. Look at this bridge. Look at this, you know, because I was from Orange County, California, where everything's pretty much manicured lawns and everything's pretty, there's no graffiti. If you saw graffiti somewhere, it would be like, Oh my God. And in New York graffiti is a part of the, of the landscape. Mm -hmm. And so I was shoot, I was shooting. And one day my, my friend came home during the day and I was asleep during the day. And he said, what are you doing? And I was like, what? He's like, I thought you were looking for a job. Yeah. And I'm like, I've been in school since I'm five years old. Give me a break. <laughs> like, I've never not been in school. Like, this is the first time in my whole life. Yeah. First of all, I lived away from home. Yeah. And that I wasn't in school. Yeah. And, but he was right. I was, you know, it was, uh, I was there for two months and like I, I yeah I didn't have a job I don't what was I living on I didn't have any money I didn't have a job I have no idea yeah and then um and then he and so he shamed me properly like what are you doing you're here to get a job so I wrote three letters three letters I wrote one <laughs> one to L magazine one to Vogue and one to Harper's Bazaar. Oh, it's going straight to the and top. Going straight to the top, Jen. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. It's so funny. Um, I, I can't. I, I want to say, did I also write one to W? I can't remember. I can't remember. But for definitely Vogue, L, and Harper's Bazaar for sure. And I wrote them each a letter and said, "I'm looking for an internship in a magazine." And I, I used one of my pictures inside. I made a postcard. Yeah. So one of my pictures that I took that I really that I really liked from my final portfolio at school, of two girls running, um, like in a in a field, um, in black and white. And actually, I have to find that picture. It's a really nice photo that I really that I like. But I sent it to them, and then on the back, I, I made a postcard. I put a stamp on it, and said, "Hi, I'm looking for an internship." Um, you know, and then check this box if yes, you you were interested in meeting me, no, you're not interested in meeting me, and some other funny options. So all they had to do is check a box and mail mail it back to me. Damn. Did anybody send, and, one, send one back? Um, so um, what happened is the associate photo editor at Elle magazine called me. Um, so I you know, obviously I must have put my phone number in there. So she called me on my landline because we didn't have cell phones yet. She called me at home in Hoboken and she said, hi, I got your card and we're looking for an intern. So it would have been August. Um, do you want to come in? And, um, and I do believe that Vogue and Harper's Bazaar also reached out to me eventually, mm. but Elle got to me first. And, you know, back then there was no internet to like, finding an internship or them finding interns would be a lot harder to do. Yeah. You know, so, um, so she was like, great, you know, this intern who's going to work for for school credit. Cause I still had intern credits to fulfill, even though I already graduated, they said I could get my internship after I graduated. Yeah. So, so then I said to my friend in Hoboken, I was like, I have no idea where 1633 Broadway is. Like, I have no clue. Like, I like I looked at a subway map. I'm like, I have no idea how to get there. He's like, okay, I'll drive you there today and show you where it is. And then I'm going to tell you which subway to take. Yeah. 
And so I remember I, um, we mapped it out so I wouldn't be late and I would know how to get there. And then on the day of the interview, I, I got there an hour early. I wanted to make sure I was an hour early. And I sat in front. I had, don't laugh, I had a Walkman. I was listening to Liz Fair's album <laughs> Ex- Exile in Guyville. Awesome. And I just waited. And then at 10 minutes to 10, I went up. And then I met with the associate photo editor. And I don't remember. It was such a blur. I couldn't believe it. I was like on the 40 fourth floor of a building, which was so crazy. It was like, oh my God, you could see all of New York from yeah. this floor. I, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, this is so cool. I'm in Elle magazine. It was so cool. Yeah. And I remember Cindy Crawford was on the cover. Wow. At the September issue was out. and it, But it wasn't out yet. So she's like, oh, do you want the copy of the magazine? It's not even out yet. And I was like, I have a copy of the magazine. It's not even out yet. <laughs> it was the coolest thing. And it was Cindy Crawford. And she was wearing, I believe, a Ralph Lauren sweater with an American flag on it. Damn. And then I went to... Then I, I left, so I, I don't remember the interview, but I think, you know, obviously, I think, I think, I think it was, I don't remember it, but I leave, I go in front, I brought a thank you card with me, I write a thank you card to her, yeah. I put a stamp on it, I put it in the mailbox right in front of the building, and then I go and have lunch, because it was right by David Letterman's studio, and I remember he used to do segments from this little restaurant. I was like, that's that restaurant where David Leverman <laughs> does segments. And I went to that restaurant and sat and like read every page of this L magazine. Yeah. Could not believe I had this magazine. And then the next day, Yvonne, the associate photo, she called me and she was like, how did you get me a thank you card in the mail the next day? <laughs> I'm like, I, I put it in front of the mailbox <laughs> And she was like, you're hired. <laughs> and I, <laughs> she was like, you're a freak and you're hired, basically. That's awesome. Cause that, he would not be the first person to call me a freak. Because that, that, I, I think in a good way. At that point, did you even know what like, a photo editor did? or uh, what was No clue. Nothing. So, what, so once you, No clue. Once you got in there, you're working with Elle. Like, what do you remember about those early days of working like inside of a magazine, I guess? On my first day... They um so back then film would come in and you'd log it in that it's in and then um you get slides, you get contact sheets, you get prints, um you'd get like six, seven chromes and you would log them in and then when you were after it shipped to the mag through to the printers and come back and would come back, then you would send them the art the photos back to the photographer by messenger or fedex and then you would um and then you would have a delivery memo that said it came in and said it went out so on my first day they're like we have this photographer that said we never sent his film back can you find the delivery memo um you're gonna have to look through this file cabinet so she opens this file cabinet and it's full of thousands <laughs> of pieces of paper. And they're pink, I remember. Yep. She's like, can you go through this drawer? Yep. And I was like, yeah. And I went through, and she's like, his name is, I can't remember. And she's like, Wait, if you see a delivery member from this guy, he says that we never returned, whatever, a slide or something. 
and I went through. Thankfully, it was in the middle of the first drawer. Right, nice. <laughs> and I found it, and they were so happy, yeah. you know, because they probably were putting it off. That's the kind of thing that you would put off forever. Yeah, you're, and you're, like, you're, you're just you're, you're just coming up aces, Jen. You got you got the thank you card the next day. Your your, your first day on the job, you're finding it like in two seconds. You're right out the gate <laughs> doing a good job. <laughs> yeah. I had I had no I I had no idea like what a photo editor was I I I really didn't I I wanted to be a fashion photographer and I was like this is gonna be how I find out stuff yeah I didn't know what a photo editor was the photo editor was Allison Morley yep and you know I think photo editors like we're a dying breed like I've been a photo editor for twenty five years but we're you know we're a dying breed I don't think anyone's right now new photo editors in fact a lot of the photo editors at the magazines have been there for a long time if you look at the if you look at the masses like kathy ryan and several others Mm -hmm. um we've been doing it a long time i don't know how many like new photo photo editors or how many people are entering the world just like i'm going to be a photo editor at a magazine and know the old the old ways of licensing you know like licensing properly um and copyrights and things like that so I had no, I had literally no idea. And, um, but she would, I would have to do photo research and with, you know, it's hard to imagine for people who, have, who didn't live with internet, but like, I didn't see internet until my third job. So at Elle Magazine, I never had the internet. So I did photo research by calling the photo agencies. There were only like 10 at the time. It was like Gamma, Corbis, <clears throat> Sigma, Sipa, Getty, mm-hmm. um, Neil Peters, Everett, Cobol, PhotoFest, there, there there weren't that many. So you just call them or fax them and say, Do you have photos of of whatever? And um and and it it was it wasn't it wasn't easy, but at the time it's all we knew, right? So Yeah. Um so I did fo- I did a lot of photo research in the very beginning and um which I love, by the way. I love doing photo research. Yeah, you learn. I just want to find it. I want to find it. I just like it. it's out there. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find things I don't know exist. Yeah. I I I think photo research is very exciting. Is so it, that's what I was doing. I was like on a mission to and, find photos that my boss wanted. Yeah, and when did you go from like your like you said you wanted to be a fa- fashion photographer? You're doing this internship. When did you kind of make the switch from? becoming a photographer to being a editor producer and like everything you kind of went on to do was there kind of like a turning point where you're like i I, I like doing this photo editing thing i'm good at it uh how did that kind of transition happen i guess you know it's funny it's like in my mind i'm still gonna be a photographer (laughs) it's been 25 years so 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 never (laughs) i just keep getting photo editing jobs um um Honestly, like, I think we're all on a journey and mm-hmm. I don't think there's some finite anything. And, you know, and, you know, I should have invented Instagram. I really should have <laughs> because I love, photo- I love photographs so much and I love the, the format of Instagram that it's so simple and, and um, just scrolling through photos and, you know, and I, yeah, I just, 
I just keep evolving, you know, like now, now we do video. So nine years ago, I, I said, we should make videos. And so, you know, so I built the video department from the ground up. Um, so I don't know, you know, and I shoot, like I, I go on walks every morning, I walk my dog and the sky is changing at six in the morning. And yeah. from the time I leave the house, to the time I get back, the sky has changed like six times. And I shoot pictures of, with my phone, which is so wonderful that you have a phone, you have a camera with you at all times. Mm-hmm. And so I shoot, I mean, I think I have in my phone right now, and I probably backed it up a few times. Let's see. I have, oh, why doesn't just say it the number? <laughs> it's all right. It's saying for you. I mean, I have, I probably right. have like 36,000 pictures in my phone. Like, so I'm taking pictures every day and, you know, am I a professional photographer who gets paid for photography? No, but, um, so yeah, so it's like, I don't think it's ever, ever ended. And, you know, and I've happily shot my friend's weddings. Mm-hmm. Like most people are like, Oh, when you're a photographer, everyone wants you to shoot their wedding or, you know, whatever skill someone has. People, oh, you have to, it's like, I was like, I will shoot your wedding. Oh, and, yeah. I, and I, so so it's just a, a continuous love of photography, however I can experience it, and through photographers I work with, like seeing them work, that's exciting to me. Looking at a photo book, photo book, that's exciting to me. Talking about photography right now, this is exciting to me. You know what I mean? So yeah, definitely. But yeah, w- was there a day where I said, I'm a photo editor now, I'm not going to be a photographer. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think I'm on the journey. I don't I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, you, you never know what opportunities are going to present themselves. So it's just kind of, yeah, like you said, you're on the journey and who, who knows what's next. Um, it's exciting. Um, uh, once you kind of got done with your L internship, what, where do you kind of go from there? Because looking, I, I looked at your LinkedIn, you've worked at... Uh, quite a few magazines. I think you worked at Premier, which was a great magazine. Uh, I think you you uh, worked for American Express, uh, did some work with Fortune, a bunch of really amazing magazines. Um, what was kind of your next step once you kind of got out of L? So I was at L, and um, actually after two months, I was still interning. They offered me a job, yeah. and I became um, the associate photo editor left and went to New York Magazine, yep. and they said, you should apply. And so I was like, I don't know anything. And they're like, no, you do. You're really good at this. I'm like, I'm good at what? And they're like, you're good at photo editing. <laughs> I'm like, I literally have no idea what you're talking about. And um, so I applied, and they're like, you need to make a resume. And I didn't have a resume. And I was like, I don't have anything on my resume. I've only worked at clothing stores and in a restaurant. They were like, just put it on there and put where you went to school and whatever. And like, I just typed up a resume. And then I was like, there's no way they're going to give me a job at Elle Magazine. I'm just like this kid from Orange County, California, and I have no past experience. And they hired me. They hired me and I worked there for about a year or so. And then, um, I get a call one day from someone at Premier Magazine who said they were looking for an associate photo editor and they were just calling around and letting people know. Mm. And then I was like, oh, maybe I will go apply for this. And I did. I applied at Premier Magazine and I, um, I can't believe, I couldn't believe it. Like they hired me. I was like, I, like, I feel like such a fraud. I'm like, I, I'm just this, how do I, I literally had no idea. And 
and my boss at L, she was not happy. She wanted me to stay. And I was like, well, it's a promotion. It's more money. Um, it's premier magazine. And so I went to premiere and then I, um, which was really fun because I, like I said, I love movies and premiere was just movies. It wasn't TV. It was just movies. Yeah. And it was 12 issues a year and it was only A-listers. It was crazy. Mm. It was crazy. The cover was like Demi Moore, um, Keanu Reeves, Brad Pitt. Uh, it was just, it was Meryl Streep, yeah. Whitney Houston. It was just it, Jim Carrey. It was so crazy when I was there. And I was an associate photo editor. And then I had produced a couple of shoots at L. Um, I had worked on quite a few shoots at L. But at and then but at Premiere, like I did photo research, but I also was in charge of front of book celebrity mm. pictures, and I was completely producing and hiring photographers, and and that was like that was when I really really got hardcore into into producing. Do you remember like any of that? I was I was young. I was like twenty. I was twenty four. Damn. Is there like any yeah. any? Do you remember any like the first big shoots you produced that um any that stick out? Maybe it's because they're challenging or uh, any from like early on from like the Premier Magazine days or anything kind of stick out. Um, I was in New York, and a lot of the shoots were in L.A. Um, and so I. I learned, I just learned as I, as I went, I was just, you know, um, and I remember I was using this photographer at the time called John Ragel, yeah. R-A-G-E-L, yeah. uh, J-O-N. And, um, cause we had used him at L cause I had used him at L. So I knew him and he was in LA. And, um, so he and his team were really good about production. So I learned, um, like basic production ideas and like permits and motorhomes. There was always motorhomes back then. Yeah. Um, and Smashbox and always shooting at Smashbox. And mm. I like to shoot outdoors though. I was trying to shoot outdoors. And um, and Sam Jones had gone to Cal State Fullerton too. And when I left Cal State Fullerton, they gave me some award of some photographer student of photography student of the year award. And they said, you know, a couple of years ago, Sam Jones won this award and he's in New York. He, no, he wasn't, I can't remember where he lived, but he, he's, he's shooting, mm-hmm. he's shooting, um, professionally. And he was the top photography student his year. You should get together with him, but I never did. And then one day he called me and he was shooting like a lot of, he was shooting like Jay Leno and he, he was shooting like for, was he shooting for him or was he, sh- I can't remember, but he's like, I want to shoot celebrities for, for, um, premiere. And the first job I gave him, Sam was, um, the 101 Dalmatians trainer, yeah. um, dog trainer for the live action movie. Wow. And, um, and he was like, no, I want to shoot celebrities. And I was like, well, I just, you know, all of our celebrities are A-listers. I can't just like, I need to try you out on, just make sure that we're compatible or whatever. And he shot this dog trainer and the pictures were gorgeous. They were so gorgeous. I was like, Oh, that's a pass. Like, (laughs) and then I gave him, I gave him like a dream assignment. It was, um, Frances McDormand. She was, um, she had Oscar buzz for um, Fargo and she didn't want hair, makeup or anything. She just wanted her and the photographer to walk around and just, and I was like, and I told him that and he's like, well, I need some level of production. I was like, well, she just wants you and her to hang around. I guess you could have an assistant hanging around too, but like she just wants to walk around and 
no hair, no makeup. She'll wear her own clothes. And he's like, I, he's like, I'd like a little bit more production. I was like, this is, this is what she wants to do. So I think it sounds like dreamy. Yeah. Like I think, you know, and then he's like, fine. And he took the most beautiful pictures of her. <laughs> They're so cool. They were at a diner and they were just walking around and the, the pictures are gorgeous. They're so stunning to this day. I can see them in my, in my brain. And then she won the Academy Award and then my editor-in-chief was at the Oscars, and her husband, um, I always forget which one, one of the Coen brothers, told him at the Oscars, oh, that picture that you shot of her, it wasn't a cover, that picture you shot of her, it was, it's literally one, the best photo that's ever been taken of her. And then, you know, at the time, like, this that's is before awesome. Twitter, and this is before people can just say things like that. Like, the only way I would know is... Yeah. The editor of Premiere went to the Oscars, and the Cohen brother, husband of of her, told him, and he told me, and I was like, "Wow, that's so cool! She likes the photo." I that, I was just like blown away. Like that's exciting. That so that was a cool. That was that was a really cool one. And then you know, Sam and I would do some more stuff together, and obviously he's a he's a very talented photographer. But those are our early, early, early days. That's awesome. And what do you think it is about like the magazine business? Obviously you do a lot more than this, the magazine stuff. Now, like you say, you do all the um, amazing video stuff you guys do with like the round table series and uh, magic hour. Um, but what is it about like the magazine business and this producing uh, all photos and everything? What, what do you think is you enjoy about um, working within magazines? You think that's kept you doing it for so long? Um, I think it, it, it happens to be magazines, but I've also, um, I've also worked in, um, like hardcore production for, um, advertising agencies yeah. and, um, and that I learned, I, that was like production boot camp. um, you know, getting visas for people, tr- flying them around the world. I would travel quite extensively. Uh, location scouting yeah. with a compass and a Thomas guide <laughs> and um, a Nextel cell phone that only l- had battery power for like an hour. <laughs> like, so there, so, so yeah, so I've done, I've done other production things and I've done some like documentary um, work. I worked on a couple documentaries. Um, but is- as far as magazines, like, like, it's like, it's not a magazine, it's a brand. So like, you know, like when I, I worked at Departures, which is American Express, I work, I worked at uh, More Magazine, um, which was uh, Meredith at the time. And, you know, it's like you're working for a brand. So as far as it's a magazine and it's the pictures are going in the magazine, I think I've always been kind of more progressive in that I'm working for a brand. Yeah. Um, and so the fact that now there's all these extensions of the brand, social media, websites, and all that stuff, like I think that's super exciting because my mind always was like, God, there's only 60 pages of the magazine, that's all. Mm-hmm. But now it's like extra photos go online, extra photos go on Instagram. Um, you can make a video from the shoot. You, you know, so um, so I I think that all this stuff, all this other stuff, the extensions of the brand is, is something I've been waiting for because I think there's all these all this amazing content that we can make. Um, and as far as video and like the roundtables, the roundtables are exciting because they, you know, you're sitting with the top of the of the of each field and, you know, in television and movies and, 
you know, we've had, you name it, we've had Martin Scorsese and Quentin Tarantino and, um, everybody, you name it, <laughs> Oprah, Oprah, like you've had, it's just, you're sitting there in video village and you're just, you're just looking at your colleagues and you're like, Oh my God. And they're talking about their craft and it's like, I forget I'm working. I'm just like, this is, yeah, was, I've heard some of the yeah, was, coolest things. Yeah, the, happen while I'm sitting in Video Village. It's the cool. It's it's surreal when you're talking to Pedro Almodovar. It's just surreal, you know. Yeah, and for anybody listening, we're talking about the Roundtable series where you work now is the Hollywood Reporter magazine as well as Billboard, and you guys do these amazing video um, video series, the Hollywood with the Roundtable, where you interview actors, directors. I think you guys even did like cinematographers one year, if I could be correct. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because mm-hmm. I was curious. I've watched those for years, and when you're producing these shoots, I'm always curious, like, because uh, like sometimes there's a moderator, sometimes there's not. Um, like, how do you guys approach um, producing those shoots? Is it very? Is it literally what it is? What you're watching, where it's just people sitting there. Are you kind of feeding them questions to to riff on, or like how do those shoots kind of um, come together, and how do you kind of produce them? I guess. So specifically the Roundtable series, which was an idea um, which predates me coming here nine years ago, and it's um, Stephen Galloway who um, who had this idea and, and made these. And when I got here nine years ago and we reinvented the Hollywood Reporter as a weekly magazine because before it was a daily uh, newspaper, yeah. uh, trade paper, um, we... Um, we would record them and I said, you know, I think we should up the production values, you know, cause he would just get these amazing people together and he would moderate the round tables, the round tables that I'm talking about specifically are always moderated. Yeah. There's always a moderator and yeah. the moderators are the various ed- editors here. So Stephen Galloway, Lacey Rose, Rebecca Ford, Matt Bellany, et cetera. Um, so Stephen, it's Stephen's brainchild and we do um, seven in the Oscar season and seven in the Emmy season, then we might do a few more throughout the year. And those those 14 go on also, they um, air on Sundance TV. But those are moderated. The questions are coming from the um, the moderator, yep. from, from us, the producers, um, from Sundance TV. Sometimes we'll say, we'd love to ask this question, and then we, we all get together and pick kind of how how which questions are important and then sometimes the conversations just take off in their own beautiful way yeah um and there are some key things we want to hit um so and then it you know probably m- more importantly is like who do we want on the round table and so um steven will take lead on the oscar season and um our tv editor lacy will take lead on TV season, and we all weigh in and go, I think it'd be interesting to have this person or whatever, but it's people who we think will get nominated for Emmys and people who we think will be in the Oscar season. Oscar season isn't just the Oscars. It's, you know, there's there's Golden Globes, there's Critics' Choice, there's SAG Awards, there's a whole season. Yeah. Um, unlike Emmy season, which it's, there's no, there's not a bunch of awards leading up to Emmy season. Mm-hmm. Oscar season, it's a whole season. So there's, you know, you might win a Golden Globe and you won't win an Oscar, but you're in the awards race. You're in the conversation for award season. And those are the people that are on the round table. So, so that's exciting too, because it's, it's very much like what's happening now. Like who, who are we talking about now? So like we've had, you know, Roger Deakins, you mm-hmm. mentioned cinematography round table, yep. which I remember 
he he was on it recently too, but I remember the first time that I had cinematography roundtable to produce and Roger Deakins was on it. And there was another cinematographer on it who I think is David Fincher's cinematographer. And when I first started working here, David Fincher does not like to have his picture taken. And he said, I think he said the only person that I would want to shoot me um, would be Frank Augenfeld. Oh, wow. And I was like, well, (laughs) you come to the right place because I've known Frank. I've known Frank for, I met him at Premier Magazine. So I've known him for 24 years. And, um, so if they suggest a photographer who I work with, then I'm like, that's great because I have a relationship with that photographer. If they suggest a photographer who I don't know at all, yeah. then I'm probably not, I'm probably not going to use that photographer because then I don't, I'm not a part of the equation. If, if they have some pre-existing relationship and I don't have a relationship with either of them, yeah. then I can't really do my job. I can't really, you know what I mean? It's not to get my way. I just can't really collaborate. Does, does, and that, I, I, does I, that happen a I've lot? I've done it before. It doesn't. Um, no, we, 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 we hire who we, who we want to hire and yeah. we don't give photo approval or, or photog approval. Um, but you know, for some of like bigger A-listers, we might say here's three or four photographers, like mm-hmm. it, like in my whole career, like where you'd, where you have a, you know, we'd say here's three or four photographers who we like yep. and we, you know, who we work with, you know, is there one that, that you prefer over this? But usually we just say, here's the photographer that we're, yeah. that we're using. Um, but in the case of the, of the David Fincher, which is funny because I'm looking at it in my, in my office and I have all the covers <laughs> on the wall and I'm looking at it and David Fincher, he, he wanted the picture so dark yep. and he was on a break from, he was on a lunch break from shooting girl with a dragon tattoo at Paramount Studios on a Sunday. I was pregnant with my son, I remember, like so pregnant. And um, and it was raining. And we were just in a large soundstage. And he just kept saying to Frank, he wanted the pictures darker, darker, make them darker. I'm like, okay, I can't see you. Like, <laughs> you can see, there has to be some... But um, him and Frank have a have a relationship, and because I knew of that relationship, I said to Frank, "Do you want to shoot cinematographer roundtable? Because I know you love, you know, obviously photography, cinematography. Yeah. You know, David Fincher's cinematographer was on the roundtable. Roger Deakins was on the roundtable. So I was like, that was just like a personality thing. Like a lot of other people could have shot it, but I was like, I, I'm sure Frank would like to shoot this just to be around these amazing cinematographers and. So that was, that was, that's another reason why you would hire someone, yeah. you know, someone who would like really be like, I love cinematographers. You know, that's, an, that's people say, how do you know who to hire? It's like, well, there's a whole database of why, you know, yeah. and that's one of them. Like that when you call someone and say, hi, would you like to shoot so-and-so? And they go, oh, yes. <laughs> then you're like, I've hired the right person. Yeah. Cause I, the right person. I think you that's a, a lot of younger photographers, maybe listening, like, um, they're trying to get their foot in the door into magazines and stuff. And that's like the thing people always wonder, like, how do you, uh, how do you go about hiring a person? Like, what is it you're looking for when you're going to bring a photographer on? Maybe you haven't worked with them before. Uh, what is it like you're looking for when you're going to maybe try a new photographer and give them a shot? You think? Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's personality and attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, there are plenty of talented photographers out there. Um, and it's, it's, we, we have, we have to meet them. 
Like, we can't just send you out to shoot a celebrity and we haven't met you. Yeah. You know, did did they show up on time? Were they polite? Did they have a presentation of their work? Sometimes they come in, they don't have any thing. They just want you to go on your computer and look at their website. Wow. You know, did they make, did they, yeah, I've had that. Um, um, so yeah, you look, most people, when they send you their website or they send you their, um, a promo card and I have thousands of promo cards sitting right behind me. Um, they're sending their best image. So it's probably going to be pretty good. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I don't think there's that many people who have no idea at all and who send you a bad picture. Yeah. So I think you need to look through their work and you need to look for their worst picture. Yep. And then you have to assume that you do a shoot with them and you get their worst picture. Yeah. Um, so if I see a photo that's really not good for whatever reason, and they're sh- not only that, they're showing it to me, it's on their website or in a promo card, then to me, they have, they, they're not seeing something. They're not, they have a, a lack of something. So, so, you know, just really put your best work forward, show your friends, show people. And so just to get your foot in the door, make sure that your website and your promo cards are like the best work. Cause all you need to do is get your foot in the door. Like Miller Mobley, mm-hmm. he, I get hundreds of emails from photographers every week and they're all great. You know, they're all look great. They're all look great. I don't have time to meet a hundred photographers a week. So, um, we meet photographers every week though here. And so years ago, five or six years ago, I don't know. Miller sent me an email and this is a famous story, which I didn't even know until I read it in photo district news. (laughs) He, he wrote in the subject line, and now when I say this to you, now people will do this to me. They'll do what he did. So just people don't do this. Come up with your own thing. Yeah. He wrote in the subject line, one of my favorite client, one of my dream clients to work for, so, something like that. And I was like, okay, I'll take the bait. What's this guy up to? I click on it, and there's this photo of a man. He's not famous. Just some dude with yeah. the beard. I don't know. Black background, um, really beautiful lighting. So, yes, lighting is important. If you show me a ton of daylight pictures, I'm like, I don't know if you can light. So definitely show me some studio lighting. Mm-hmm. I need to know that you can light because we're not always going to go outside. Yep. Um, you have to know how to light. That is so important. And I can tell. I've been looking at pictures my whole life, and I've been looking at pictures professionally for 25 years. So I see this picture, and I'm like, this picture is beautifully lit. He knows how to light. And I said, come see me sometime when you're in town. And I didn't know where he lived, but I didn't – I was like, he doesn't live in L.A. And then he came to see me, and – and I said to him, if this was a celebrity, this picture of this guy, who I think was his uncle, I don't know. He had never shot a celebrity before. Yeah. I said, if this, is a, if this was a celebrity, this could be the cover of The Hollywood Reporter. Oh, damn. And, he, and, and, um, and then I gave him a job. Um, Joe, Joe Scarborough and Mika Skrabinski from MSNBC. Mm. Um, and it was a really messy shoot. It was like 30 Rock. We're shooting on the roof. Now we're shooting outside. Now we're shooting in the offices. It was like whatever and he was so and this is the attitude part he was so polite he was never like i thought it was on the roof i thought it was, he was just like polite yep. okay rolling with the punches i was like wow he has a really good attitude rolling with the punches rolling with the punches rolling with the punches mm-hmm. 
And my producer said to me, he's so polite and we've really just kind of been moving things around and there've been so many changes. He's been so polite. And then I said to her, um, I think it was, I think it was Carrie Smith who was with me here for a long, long time. And she, she left like a year ago because um, her husband got relocated. But she said, I said, oh, poor, poor guy. I gave him this like crappy assignment and the pictures aren't going to be good. Oh, I feel terrible. And then the pictures come in and I walk over to Carrie's desk and I look and the pictures were amazing. And I looked at her. I was like, wow, we got something here like this. <laughs> This person, this person's got something. And then the next job I gave him was like Project Runway Roundtable with Heidi Klum and Damn. Michael Kors. And those pictures were amazing. And that was it. We, that's, that, then Miller started working for us regularly. And, and um, you know, now he's like Michelle Obama's photographer. She always requests him. So yeah. <laughs> we've come a long way. Yeah. Um, but so the story of Miller is that, he, he thought of something to catch my attention in the subject line of the email. Yep. He had also sent me a promo card, but I never saw it. I never saw the promo card. Mm-hmm. And the promo card I found one day, yep. and it, it's, not as, it's not as strong. So I was like, oh, I'm glad I didn't see that first. The email that he sent me, he said something catching the subject line. I fell for it, clicked on it, said, why don't you come in? He did. And then his first job, he was polite. He's rolling with the punches, and then the pictures came in, and they were gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, I mean, there's one recipe for, you know, the way I met Joe Pugliese is that I needed to shoot a group of thir- uh, 35 people. Mm-hmm. They were execs, agents, publicists, and it was for our next-gen issue in when, we first, when I first started here, so, like, October... 2010 and a photo editor friend of mine said you know who's really good with groups is Joe Pugliese and I had him come in and then so we met and when I first started here I met with like every photographer I could and um and then he he shot something for me he didn't shoot that group he shot something else for me and then the first picture was amazing and that's it we were off to the races and Joe, you know, shot. We have had some. We said one day we're going to sit on on a porch and rocking chairs and be like, "Remember the day when we were at Oprah's house and we were driving <laughs> on the Gators?" And yeah. you know, like we're just going <laughs> to like we've had some crazy experiences. The people's homes we've been in. We've been in George Clooney's house Damn. to shoot him, and um, we've we've had some cr- really cool, crazy experiences together. And that's exciting. And I think you know him too. And he's a he's a great he's a great great person yeah and i i talked to him the other day and he was he told me to to ask you about like like the early days i know i'm skipping over some stuff like uh but when you got to the hollywood reporter um like you said it, it used to be this kind of like a trade newspaper i think it did i think it came out daily it was a newspaper and then yeah it, and then yeah two, monday through friday and then in 2010 it turned into a like a a, a magazine and obviously everything else you got mm-hmm. to do on YouTube. But when you when you first got there, um, was it hard to get photographers to come shoot with you guys? Being yes. That no one knew what it, <laughs> yeah. no one knew what it was. So like, what were kind of mm-hmm. some of the challenges of like the early days of like once you kind of got there? And maybe even talk about a little bit how how you ended up uh, starting there. I guess I was. Um... 
so I've worked everywhere. I've worked at, like we said, Departures, More, In Style, Fortune, Essence, um, uh, Premier L. I'm forgetting anything. Depart- um, yeah, Departures. In Advertising. Departures was fun. Travel, travel is fun too. Really fun. Um, and I was, I was always seeing freelancers come in. And I was like, I want to be a freelancer. Yeah. We're always hiring freelancers. They they come and they go. It's awesome. Yeah. And I asked my photo editor friends, I'm like, if I became a freelancer, would you hire me? And they're like, yeah. I was like, okay. So I went freelance. This was the second time I had gone freelance in my whole career mm-hmm. and I was freelancing and I was judging SPD one year pregnant with my first child, Lucia. Yep. And I was judging and I met Britton Stone who was the photo editor at Us Weekly and I was working at Departures at the time. Um, you know, which is this luxury magazine and it's not just travel, it's like luxury stuff, which is pretty crazy. Some crazy things I've seen there, like 40 carat diamond rings. And like, I've seen the craziest things, the uh, the craziest houses, the craziest hotel rooms that anyone's ever seen. It was, it was pretty crazy. Like something I would never see. Like, how would I see that? Um, and I worked for Richard David story, who was like, he was really tough. And, you know, we got an ASME nomination for photography when I was working there, which was like major. And it was, it was really exciting. It was, you know, in, in, in this talk, it's important to say that like Richard David's story really pushed me and really taught me things and said things that I repeat back to people to this day. Mm-hmm. You know, he was, he was really, he was really tough in a good way. And, um, and I learned so much from him. Um, so I remember that, um, What's what's the story I'm telling? Oh, uh, we were Richard... just talking about how you kind of got to the Hollywood Reporter and getting photog- yeah. photographers. Yeah. So I'm at, I'm judging SPD with Britain, and he says I love Departures, and I said I love Us Weekly, and that's when Janice Min was the editor of Us Weekly, and it was rumored that she was the highest paid editor in New York, and Us Weekly was really successful, yeah. and I wasn't necessarily the kind of person who read like. Um, like gossip magazines and stuff, but I remember it was really good and I would read it and I subscribed to it. And he was like, I subscribe to the departures. I'm like, I subscribe to us weekly. So we became friends. (laughs) And, um, when I went freelance, they started making those bookazines, you know, those single topic issue books at, at a magazine. So it'd be like Olympics or the Pope or Meghan Markle or whatever at the time. And it was at the time it was twilight with the twilight mania. Yep. And I had just seen the movie. I had never seen the movie. I would just seen it. He calls me and he says, he's like, I heard you're freelance. How, are you available? And I said, yeah, what do you want? He's like, we're making these standalone books for Twilight. Have you seen the movie? I was like, I have. And he's like, would you want to come? It's just photo research, though. And I'm like, I love photo research. That's cool. And I love Twilight. That's yeah. cool. I was like, I'm, I'm Team Edwards. Um, and she and he's like, can you start tomorrow? <laughs> I was like, okay. So I went to the bookstore. I bought all the Twilight books and I started like plowing through reading them. Yep. I was like, okay, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read so I know exactly what's coming or whatever. So I started there and I started working. Started working there, and then um, and I was the only photo editor working on it alone. And um, and Janice Min noticed me and I I didn't even I met her like four times. 
and she and the creative my creative director who had become my creative director here at Hollywood Reporter, um, Shanti Marler, was like Jen Lasky is she yeah I I'm pretending this conversation happened. She's great. You should hire her. Yeah, yeah. And um, I was so I had no idea this was going on. And Janice um, had left Us Weekly and she moved to L.A. and then she got this Hollywood Reporter gig to reinvent the Hollywood Reporter. And um, Shanti and Janice said, would you like to come and be our photo director? And I said, no, I don't want to leave New York. Can I do it from New York? No, you have to come to L.A. I was like, I don't want to I don't want to leave New York. So I'm going to I'm not going to come. But thank you. And then, of course, they long story short, they convinced me. And I came here nine years ago. And um, and we literally reinvented the the magazine from scratch. And yes, people did not want to work for us. Celebrities did not know what we were doing. Yeah. Um, we we literally. I I made an inspiration wall. I was like, here's what I want the magazine to look like. I had a whole wall of pictures that I loved. Mm-hmm. And I had them on the wall, and photographers would come in. I knew a lot of photographers. I mean, I at that point, I had been a photo editor for like 19 years. So I, I, I brought in every photographer who I knew. Yep. And they came in, and they're like, I see what you want to do. Frank Auchenfels came in. Joe Pugliese came in. And, um, and, and that's it. It was very slow. And then, you know, and then I kind of knew things were, were going well when, like, you know, we shot Sidney Poitier and Halle Berry for the Legends issue and Peggy Sirota shot um, them and we shot at Sydney Poitier's house and that was like, that was pretty major. I was like, wow. And that was like, I'm staring at the walls. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven issues in, we're shooting Sydney Poitier and Halle Berry at Sydney Poitier's house, which was incredible. And now I've shot him like three more times at his house and, yeah. you know, it's kind of, it's, it's incredible. And then, um, you know, or a, a young Jennifer Lawrence before she was famous, like for Winter's Bone, for the Sundance issue. But, you know, at the time, and Frank, Frank shot her. Frank Ockenville shot her. Um, and Jeff Bridges. I'm like, oh, my God, we're shooting Jeff Bridges. So pretty early on, we started getting this great talent because the editors here are incredible. And they were just, they were just, they were doing so great. David Fincher, you know, and, who also shot by Frank. Um, and... So then I started getting photographers calling me, like Ruben Afanador is like, I want to come work <laughs> for you. And he came and met with me. Yeah. And I, I had worked with Ruben only once before in, in New York at More Magazine. He shot, he shot Brooke Shields for me. And, um, and he, he called me. He's like, I want to, you know, his agents are like, he wants to work for you. And so Ruben and I have been working together this whole time. And, uh, but at the, at the beginning, it was really hard. People didn't know what we were doing, who mm. we were, you know, what was going on. Um, but it must and it was, it was, it was hard. It was tough. Yeah. It must've been exciting. You kind of exciting to kind of see something grow and build. And, uh, like you talked about before, it's like, you guys aren't just a magazine. Uh, I was like trying to understand how you guys do so much. Like you do, you, you handle the photo and video for the Hollywood reporter billboard as well as like all the like the video stuff you guys do, like uh, how are you able to manage all that? This seems like so much. I say it's like you're on a fast moving train. Like don't look back. Yeah. You know, and it, you know I've worked at monthly magazines, and like if I went to work at a monthly magazine now, like I would I would be like, okay, what's next? What's next? Because <laughs> I'm so used to this fast pace. Yeah. Like people, like I'll walk to the bathroom and people are like, can I talk to you while you walk to the bathroom? Like, you know, you just use all the, 
you know, I take phone calls in my car. My kids have finally asked me to stop taking phone calls in my car on the way to school because they're hearing me talk about meetings. They're like, can we not hear about your work while we're driving to school? <laughs> so, like, I finally stopped that. But I was like, this is a whole hour where I can get a call in. Yeah. Um, so you just, you know what? It's just water finds its own level, right? So you're just, we're just busy all the time. Yeah. And like, like, like Thanksgiving's coming, like it'll slow down a little and you will be like, okay, okay. Like I'm going to, I'm going to slow down, but mostly you're going at this fast, fast pace. I mean, I can get it, you know, while I'm on this call, I could get a shoot wreck for something that's possibly tomorrow or you know, when people say they have lead time, like a, a lot of our shoots are are um, not a lot of lead time. So we're just constantly going, going, going. And in fact, I was talking to one of my colleagues the other day, Jenny Sargent, and I said, um, she's like, I prefer short lead time because it's just when you have long lead time, there's too many conversations and too much time to change and to, but like if my shoot's Monday, like I don't have time. Like everyone's got this, we're all go time, go time, go time. We don't have time to be like, and let's talk about it again. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's exciting. And being that you guys, you're doing, and I have amazing people that work here. I, my, the photo and video teams at Hollywood Reporter and Billboard. Yeah. They are the most amazing group of people talented smart fast fun you know just like it's impossible to do without a good team like we are yeah because i think you guys have like five five or six photo editors correct yeah we have um photo producers we have some people do photo research and photo producing but there's for thr there's like three full-time photo producers Mm -hmm. and then everyone else does a little does photo research too. And then it, and then, uh, at billboard similarly. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's a lot. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But we're just used to the pace. We're just used to the pace. Um, you know, but it's fun and we like it. Like we all enjoy what we do. We love, I love photography. Like I know, you know, Frank has his new, his, Book. Frank Gartenville has his book out and like I just like and I, I have a PDF of it and I'll <laughs> maybe get a book next week but um at his event but um I love looking through a photography book I mean I have photography books all over my office yeah um I still love just flipping through a magazine and looking at pictures like um I just it really fills me up I really love it yeah, it must be. Is it still like? Obviously, you've worked for like you've worked with, collaborated with a lot of the biggest photographers in the game. But is it still fun for you to like discover new talent and um, give them a shot? Is that something that's exciting about being a photo? It's it's yes. It's it's we have everything. We have people who are brand new. Yeah. And we have you know Ruben Afanador. Like we. We, and we have people whose careers we've, you know, launched and, and we have people, we have, we have, um, all kinds of photographers that came from different places. Um, and you know, one of the things that was it three or four years ago, I can't remember. It was in the winter and I was at our women in entertainment event, um, where we have like a woman of the year and then we, it's, you know, we have a mentorship um, scholarships for, um, for girls. And it's just this very cool woman empowering event. And a couple of years ago, Ryan Murphy was speaking and he was like, 
I'm committed to having more women directors and more women on all crews. And I was saying, they're like, yeah, cool, Ryan Murphy, cool. And I was like, wait, I hire a lot of people. How many women am I hiring? And, and over the last three years, you know, if you look at, if you look at the average magazine, comparable magazine to what, what we cover and what we do, if you look right now, it's, it's the average is 70% male photographers and 30% female photographers. Mm-hmm. And this is not a blame game. Yeah. You know, there were, there were, even when I told you when I first started, who was I looking at? Patrick Jamarshi, LLA, Helmut Newton, Irving Penn, Herb Ritz, it was all men. Yeah. And there's just traditionally been more men directors in movies, you know? And there's just, you know, so there's, for whatever reason, which we, you know, we can't get into, a long time ago, those men were told by, I don't know, their parents of the world, you should be a director, you should be a photographer, and women were told something else. I don't know what it is. I don't know the answer to it. Yeah. Um, but I know that there are tons of talented women photographers and that the magazines are hiring 70% male photographers, like, as of yesterday. So we at Hollywood Reporter and Billboard are, like, committed to, and I tell everyone this, everyone that works everywhere, like, if you give one woman a chance or one person of color a chance, like, that is a huge step forward. And if that person gives someone a chance in whatever field that is, like, photo assistants. So I tell the photo assistant, the photographers hire female photo assistants Mm -hmm. because that's how a lot of them come up and learn how to be act on set and learn how to be around a celebrity and learn how to be around clients. So as of today, Hollywood Reporter and Billboard for the year 2019 are 50% women photographers. That's good. And I think we are 44% um, people of color. So we, we have tried to diversify um, over the years while being loyal to our photographers that have always been there for us and that we love um, to, to make sure that we were making an effort and making in like an equal playing field. And by doing that, we have met so many new people, men and women. Cause we just, we just, you know, we just opened up the gates. We're like, yeah. you know, we need to, we need to, we need to, you know, so that's not just men, women, people of color. That's also really giving a shot to someone who's really green Yeah. and we've done that. Yeah, you my, know, so it's yeah. super exciting. Yeah. You, uh, you've hired my friend, my friend Yuri, uh, she, you guys have used her a bunch. We love her. Yeah. She told me to say hello. We, she said to say thank you for We the... love her. <laughs> you know what I love about her? Yeah. I swear to God, I, I swear to God that this is true. Look, I love photography and I, you know, and, you know, my favorite photographers like Peter Lindbergh and Helmut Newton and, and Irving Penn. And, but I'm telling you that I would take a photographer with a great attitude who's yeah. a little bit less talented. And I'm not saying this is that this is anyone because yeah. all of my photographers are talented. I'm saying I would rather take a photographer who's a little bit less talented and has a great attitude yeah. than a photographer who's like, wow, he's so great, but he's such a jerk. Yeah. You know, I because I can't get anything out of someone who's not collaborative and who doesn't have a great attitude, you know. I can get, we can collaborate, or or who do I want to, like, I'm on set every day. Who do I want to spend my days with? Yeah. Who do I want to spend my time with? Yep. You know, 
um, with retouching, yeah. <laughs> like post-production. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, who do I want to go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth with on on retouching? Yeah. Someone with a good attitude. Yeah. And, you know, Miller Mobley, for example, he has such a lovely attitude. Every time I try to offer him a job, he's not available. He goes, I'm so sorry, I can't. Like, he, it's like the same... Like um, he's like, I'm so sorry. He's like, he's like, I'm, I'm shooting that day, or I have a family, yeah, yeah, uh, event or something. And he's like, thank you so much for thinking of me. Like he and I have been on a thousand shoots together. I'm like, thank you so much for thinking of me. Of course I'm gonna think of you. You're, <laughs> you're one of, you're one of, you're a wonderful photographer and a wonderful person. Yeah. Um. So, but Yuri, I love her energy on set. Her energy is infectious. The talent. Um, they they love it, and it we should you know it's not just a photograph; it's an experience. Mm-hmm. So when you leave, you should be like, I was on that shoot, and I felt really happy. You know, I got there; there was parking. I walked in; everybody knew what, where I was going. Everybody was respectful. Nobody was taking camera phone pictures of me or selfies with me. Like, yeah. you know, there was like nice catering, and I had a little green room. And then I went here, and then the photographer was so nice, and she was so friendly. And then the pictures come out, and on top of that, the pictures are great. Like, yeah. it's an experience. The whole thing's an experience, and then they want to come back. And some of these people don't have a lot of time or they're, they don't necessarily like to have their picture taken because we don't just shoot, you know, actors and actresses. We shoot showrunners and directors and cinematographers and people who don't like to have their picture taken or don't normally have their picture taken. And we want them to walk away and be like, I had a really nice experience. And, yeah. I, and I'll hear that over and over again. Um, that was a really nice experience. Yeah. And on top of it, the photo's nice too, you know? Yeah, that's like... I think the thing is just don't have an ego, like you said, like make it a good experience. And from talking to like Frank and guys like Dan Winters, they're all say the same thing. It's like the, the photo shoot's not about them. It's like, it's like, don't have an ego on set. Like obviously you're going to run into attitudes, but it's just like rolling with those punches. Like you said, like with like Miller and guys like that. I just like, I think the days of like, you, you hear like back in the 80s or whatever, like fashion photographers being dicks, like I'm sure there's still some of them, mm-hmm. but I, I think there's probably less and less of that because there's less magazines. I think there's less. There's less. I, there are photographers who are not working anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not naming names, I'm not whatever. I'm just saying like, there are people, I'm like, where did that person go? And it's like, you know. Yeah. Sometimes it's not even that they're rude. It's just they, like they don't. There's, there's, they don't let you in. Like you're not collaborating. You're like, I'm. I hired you to shoot this person. Yep. This celebrity. Mm-hmm. You know, I produce a shoot. I pay. I'm the com- company's paying for it. Yep. And then, and then you don't want to hear from anyone. You don't want to hear from me. You don't want to hear from, you know. We got to make sure that we get, you know, and. You know, we we have to we have to listen to each other. I think Frank says that too. Like yeah. he's like the most important. I think he said that to me once. Like he's like, if you're not listening, then you're, it's just it's not. You know, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, terribly. yeah. He probably said it more eloquently. <laughs> but you have to listen. Yeah. You know, you have to listen, and if you're not, so some of these photographers who don't listen, you know, and this is not just exclusive to photographers. People not who don't anything. listen and aren't re- receiving aren't learning and growing and evolving and great and wonderful things come from, you know, listening and stuff. So, 
Yeah, I think I think it's just like at some point it becomes for maybe those people that they get it becomes less about photography, their love of photography, and it's more about whatever. I don't even know their ego or whatever. It's it's but mm-hmm. for like talking to someone like Yuri or Frank, like they're in it because they love making pictures. It's not because they want to be like yeah. known or anything like that. It's just like how am I gonna make right. something interesting? And that's I in my mind, those are the photographers I respect more than anything. It's not about notoriety or uh, getting in a gallery or anything. Yeah. It's just like being creative and constantly building and making new work. You know. Yeah, it's like the the. Like, I don't have ego either, like, when it comes to, like, work and stuff. Like, I'm a behind-the-scenes person. So Mm -hmm. a a million people will never know that I have anything to do with a photo or it's my idea to put it in an out cup in Tiffany Haddish's hand. Like, no, you know what I mean? It doesn't doesn't matter because, because, first of all, I know, and I'm happy with what I know. I don't need people to to know. It's fine. But the ego goes into the, the image. And, you know, the image... Like, I'm looking at a picture of Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Like, the image is king. The content is king, not me. Yeah. And then that cover of him, you know, and I'm looking at Ezra Miller, I'm looking at Aquafina cover, that's their cover forever. Yeah. Like, when Aquafina is a 60-year-old winning a tribute at the Golden Globes or whatever, and yeah. she's been acting and, and, and comedy and directing and all the wonderful things she's going to do. And she looks back on this, her first Hollywood Reporter cover, you know, like this is a moment in time for, and I think of that. I think of, I think of that, that how important that cover is. That's not my cover of the week. That's their cover forever. Yeah. And I think of that. I think of how important that is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. in their, in their arc. And so that, that, that's important to me. And, um, that's exciting. and well, I think like when you talk about Frank and Yuri, I think that they, they recognize. Yeah. Those are the people who with the longevity who really just love making images and love meeting people because they're people and we meet them. Oh, you yeah. Know? oh yeah. And yeah, and, that's what it's about. That's what we're in it for. Um, but I guess to wrap up, Ryan Murphy once asked me, Ryan Murphy once asked me what my favorite shoot was. My and there's so many of them, and I said my favorite shoot is when the talent collaborates. Like when the talent is very into collaborating. Yeah, Those are the best shoots. Definitely. You know, like if if I say to Tiffany Haddish, "Will you put on a crown and Wellingtons and a In and Out cup?" and she goes, "No," then that picture <laughs> never would happen. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, "Sure, cool." <laughs> so definitely the best pictures are when everyone's collaborating yeah definitely well uh i don't want to take up any more of your time but i guess to wrap up like i guess my last question um i could have talked to you for about five more hours but uh, my last question you you've been in the business for a while um what kind of keeps you excited about photography these days and um what advice would you kind of give to people um kind of getting into the business be it photographer photo editor or whatever uh, these days you think it's a it's a loaded question i mean i it's a yes i get i understand um i think i think we just i think we you know we said it with like people like frank who's been around for such a long time um you have to love it you know and like is there a thing where there's photographers who aren't talented i i guess I guess, but like I'm saying, I have a thousand promo cards right here, and there's there's nothing that's like horrible, like you know what I mean. Um, like your taste could be good for someone, so like you gotta love it when you go to a magazine. Know which magazine you're going to, or you go, or it's there's not just magazines now. There's brands. You yep. might want to go w- 
shoot for Airbnb. I don't know. Whatever. So, um, no, even if you do lots of things, don't come into me and show me like celebrities, food, landscape, travel. Yeah. Just show me celebrities and people because yeah. 99% of what I shoot are celebrities and people. So if you shoot food, great, that's awesome. But like, I don't shoot food here, you mm. know, or maybe I, I've shot food here twice. Yeah. Um, so know who, know where you're going, have a presentation made for me. So on an iPad or a PDF or a portfolio, people have been doing old school portfolios. Noah Webb makes a really cool um, little passport book um, and um, something specialized to stand out from the crowd. Yeah. Um, and, you know, be polite. And if someone gives you a front of book job, take it because that's how we're testing you. Um, and also, if you're emailing people a lot and they're not getting back to you, yep. we're just we're so busy, you yep. know, and we're inundated with emails, you know, just Email if you let's say you really want to work here. Email me every six weeks and send me a promo card six times a year. Okay. And look, Miller had sent me a card. I had never seen it, and then he emailed me, and I happened to see it. So, yeah. but don't do it every day because you're like, oh my god, this person <laughs> is crazy. really yeah, crazy. emailing me every day, and it's it gets a little <laughs> creepy. But I'm saying like. If you really want to work somewhere, and also you should probably go to places that you really want to work for. You're like, I love celebrities. I want to shoot celebrities. I love people. I want to shoot people. Yeah. I love music. I really want to shoot musicians. Mm -hmm. So that when you come in and you say that, I can feel that you mean it. Or like, I love shooting food. Then go to Bon Appetit or wherever and yeah. say, I love shooting food. And here's examples of how I like to shoot food and I like to eat food and I like to travel. And, and I think that's how you can get in the door is really something that you really authentically care about and are interested in mm. and um, Definitely. portfolio reviews that you can find um, your, your Instagram account is super important. That's how we see a lot of people's work is their Instagram accounts. I'm fine. If you only have an Instagram account, and you don't have a website. That's totally fine for me. Oh, wow. Um, but you know, but have a presentation when you come in, don't make me sit at my desk and look through your website or your Instagram on my phone, like have something for me. Like, Oh, I put together some pictures that I thought would work that you might like because I see what you do here at the Hollywood reporter or, or wherever you're going to um, interview. And then how do I stay interested? I just, I love photography. I love film and television. I love um, art and painting and I, and drawings and illustrations. So I'm just, I love the, the visual arts. They stimulate me. So I don't, I, and I always will like literally cannot wait to hold Frank Ockenfield's book in my hand. Like, you know, like I can't like, that is so exciting to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? That is so exciting to me. Um, so how do I stay interested? I just, you know, um, you love it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just keep. We just keep making stuff. I, love I like it. meeting new photographers. I like meeting you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's important to. It's important to just keep just keep receiving all of the cool things and all of the cool work. And just when you think you know everything, you see some other photographer. You're like, whoa, who's that? Yeah, definitely. It's you know, and it's exciting. And it's really cool. Really exciting. Well, uh, Jen, I uh, can't thank you enough for taking the time. It was like a real pleasure talking to you. Um, and uh, I guess for people that want to check out uh, more of you guys' work with everything you do at The Hollywood Reporter, um, I guess you can go to their web your website or do you have a personal Instagram or anything like that? Yeah, my my um, my 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 Instagram for looking at like the work I do is um, Jen Lasky Photo Video. Perfect. 
I'll, I'll link it and people can go check it out. And uh, thanks so much. Okay, thank you. Thanks so much. Have a good day. So there you have it. That was the Jennifer Lasky interview. Uh, I want to thank Jen so much for taking the time to come on the podcast. It was a real pleasure talking to her about all her experience working in the photo business with everything she's done, all the different magazines and within advertising and uh, video production. Uh, lots of really interesting stuff, so can't thank her enough. Uh, definitely go check out uh, uh, Jen's Instagram. You can kind of see different projects she's working on over at The Hollywood Reporter as well as Billboard. Uh, her Instagram is Jen Lasky Photo Video. Um, definitely give her a follow. Lots of cool stuff she's posting up there. As well as definitely go check out The Hollywood Reporter's YouTube page. They do these really interesting interviews with uh, different actors, directors, as people in the um, film world. This really uh, in-depth interviews and interesting stuff. So definitely go check that out as well. And uh, yeah, as always, I'll be having weekly podcasts every Monday on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, as well as my website, alexgagnephoto.com, as well as my Instagram, at alexgagnephoto. Thanks so much for listening, and take care.